All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to another quarantined edition of uh, <laughs> Positively Charged Wrestling with uh, Braden and Josh. What's up, guys? We're uh, we're both in our empty arenas here. We're ready yeah. to put on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, a lot of, well, I won't say a lot of stuff, but some stuff to cover. Um, I mean, they're... They are trying to uh, put on a show for us, both companies, and we uh, we're going to cover it. But um, we're also going to adapt, much like how uh, WWE and AEW are doing. So after we cover uh, this week's stuff, leading up to next week's WrestleMania, uh, we're going to look back at three classic WrestleManias that took place on the. This day that we're recording this, March 29th, uh, which would be WrestleMania 3. Of course, a lot of meat on the bone there. Uh, WrestleMania 14 and WrestleMania 31. So, in, in my opinion, three pretty significant WrestleManias. So, that's, uh should, should be fun. But um, we'll go ahead and kick it off with, uh, with the stuff that happened this week from... Uh, both companies um, kicked it off on Raw with uh, Paul Heyman kind of going through um, the list of victims that Lesnar has accumulated over the years and then a little in-ring promo. I mean, this – you know, I, I said it before that uh, I like some of these promos – with Wyatt and Cena, Edge, um, even uh, well, we'll we'll get to the, uh, Seth Rollins in a bit, but uh, but you know I, some of these guys, I think the empty arena really adds to their promos, and I would be all for after this is all said and done, we eventually go back to normal. I would be all for a um, you know backstage kind of green screen promos like they had in the 80s uh, to, to really emphasize some stuff. Uh, what what do you think about that? That would be pretty cool. It's kind of a, a little bit different than a lot of what we're getting now. Well, similar to what we're getting right now, but I mean, as in different from what we have been getting before the uh, empty arena stuff hit us. Um, just kind of focus on one guy back there. And, and like you were pointing out, something, uh, Edge from last week was really, it was a really good promo being in front of no crowd. You know, it just – you focused on what he was saying, and and I, he just did a really good job with delivery, and I, I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, it, I don't know, it gives variety. You know, some of the guys yeah. out there in, in the front of the crowd, and you can do those backstage promos, a little more meaning to them, you know, or I don't know. It depends um, on who, who's cutting them, I guess. But Yeah. So, um, and then this led into a replay of the triple threat match from uh, the 2015 Rumble. Terrific match. Um, you know, and obviously more filler due to the situation. Yeah. Uh, and um, moving on, we uh, we get uh, a little promo from AJ Styles. And obviously, uh, him and Taker is going to have a boneyard match. Um t- Still kind of curious about that. I, I think that and another match that we'll discuss here in a bit um, 
probably the best use of the situation. Uh, depending on how they choose to shoot this, it could be pretty fun. Um, but uh, we, we get an actual match on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andrade, Angel Garza uh, versus um, Mysterio and Humberto. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I'm people. I was reading something wrong there. Andrade and Angel Garza versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, sorry. Uh, but uh, that was funny because I didn't have it wrote down in front of me, but I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> in the alternate universe, um, no, uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, and uh, Street Profits were uh, on commentary. I'm liking that they're bringing some guys out and, and gals to uh kind of liven up the commentary um to to give g- give a livelier feel they're they're trying yeah. um and uh you know th- this was this got plenty of time uh andrade and angel garza won um and then we see uh the street profits take on a couple of jobbers uh easy little win there uh shana baszler uh, comes out and um, this was okay. Um, nothing, nothing to write home about. Uh, cutting a black uh, in, in the ring with everything else blacked out, and Becky hits uh, Shayna with a chair. Um, and, and I know I'm kind of going rapid speed here, uh, but uh, we're gonna get to a few newsworthy things as we go along. Um, Alistair Black uh, kicks the head off of some jobber. Oh yeah, next <laughs> that that was whoo. And the, the meme that's been going around is the referee's face after he does that was it, that's his face was just like you know come on Alistair. <laughs> um, but uh, then we get Seth Rollins just decides to cut the promo of his life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but I really dug it. Um, what do you think of this whole segment? This was the um, like WrestleMania is not my worst day or whatever it was promo. Yeah, uh, yep. Good job. Um, it they've kind of I don't know. It's like this match. I don't know if they had it for a Mania match the whole time, but you know it's it's a lot, been a long drawn out feud. So I'm hoping this match really really delivers between the two. Um, the yep. promo was great. Promo was great. And he he's not wrong. I mean, dude's got a pretty good track record at Mania. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think one, one of my big things that I've spoke about here on the show before, I think a heel, um, whatever they're saying, has to have an element of truth. Yeah. And, and I, I think that makes you hate them even more. So – you know, I think this really hit that note pretty well. Uh, next up, we got Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Uh, terrific match for Mania 34. Um, still kind of surprised that uh, they ended Oscar's streak there, but you know, New Orleans is cursed uh, if you have a streak. So, true. true. <laughs> uh, so, um, Randy Orton uh, closes the show with. Um, with another good promo. Um, and I, I think without a doubt, crowd, no crowd, 
uh, this whole feud, it has been mania worthy. Um, another, another good beat in this story. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, I actually missed this part. Uh, I think I went to sleep right, right about the Charlotte Oscar match. I was going to finish it the next day, and then I have completely forgot to turn my DVR back on and, and check the rest of that one out. So I'm going to let you t- cover this one. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was it was a good promo, obviously. Uh, the, the whole, uh, you know, you – you may be writing this story, but I'm going to write the last chapter and brought up uh, the uh, the daughters uh, of Edge and they, and I think this was, like I said, yet again another another great beat in this story and probably one of uh, the few matches, crowd or no crowd, that I'm absolutely pumped for. Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, you've got two. What you have here is two guys who know what they're doing, two of the all-time greats. They're, it's not a complicated story. Um, I think they've added layers to it uh, that makes it make sense. Um, it's it's old-fashioned storytelling. There's no title on the line here. This is just a personal issue. Um, th- they've made it believably personal. Uh, and... I, I just – I think, uh, yeah, crowd crowd or no crowd. And, and yet again, uh, this is another match with the last man standing. They don't have to worry about a crowd watching a Titan trot. They can brawl all over the arena or performance center, what have you. True. They can True. Sh- shoot this in a different way, uh, really do some neat stuff. Um, so – they're making the and and it plays into the feud perfectly. I mean, you don't want them to just go out there and have just a regular wrestling match. Uh, and I think that's been the mistake. Like for instance, uh, Ambrose and Rollins a couple years ago it was supposed to be this blood feud, and then they just go out there and start grabbing headlocks. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think you're going to see that here. So I so I I'm, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, you you want something. Kind of gives that more of a street fight uh, type feel to it, or something like that. Yeah. Um, moving along, um, we'll kind of touch on some NXT before we dive into uh, AEW. Um, and as I've stated before, I, I keep up with NXT, but Wednesdays I'm I'm on TNT, not because I'm that guy that's an AEW mark, but it's just the way it is. Uh, but uh, Austin Theory versus uh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze picks up the win here. Um, Killian Dane picks up the win over Tahushi or Tahuti Miles. Um, Cameron Grimes uh, gets a victory over Tony Nice. Zaya Lee picks up a win in a number one contender qualifying match. Um, Keith Lee got a chance to talk, and I and I feel like we're shortchanging NXT, and, and maybe once uh, things settle down a bit, we can we can get back into this and, and shine a more positive light on them. Um, yeah. But uh, but we get a, a number another number one contender qualifying match with Candice LeRae picking up a win. 
Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong. Um, Matt Riddle picks up the victory there. And uh, something that I have been meaning to watch, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano get a chance to uh, to talk and um, I, uh, about their long and storied history. Triple H kind of moderates it. Uh, so I, I have been meaning to check that out. Um, so is that match going to be this coming week or see, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I know takeover has been delayed and I have heard that they're basically thinking about doing takeover as a, uh, a regular edition of NXT on Wednesday, um, to, to kind of, I guess maybe win the ratings for one, in one week. I, I don't know, uh, but I'm not sure when they're going to do it. Um, I might try to check that out. I've never seen any of the uh, Ciampa and uh, Gargano matches as they happen. It's, it's always been replay. So. The, and, I, and I'll have to say, speaking of good stories, you know, talking about Edge and Orton, well, I, I think Ciampa and Gar- Gargano has, has been one of the better stories in professional wrestling, period, that's happened over the past five to ten years. Um uh, good stuff there, and I, I hope I do hope those guys get a chance to really put a bow on this big, long personal history um, that's begging for a DVD set, or in this case, perhaps a network special down the line. Um, but uh, AEW, we get uh, opens oh, up oh, with Cody and Jimmy. Go ahead. Before we go into AEW, did you uh, have you heard anything about the guys that showed up and attacked Riddle? I have not. We I completely glossed over that. I have not. Uh, oh, I, I saw a clip of it. I actually I was listening to the Chick Fil A show this week, and, and that's where I heard about it. And then I happened to across the clip on Facebook, and uh, the the guys on the Chick Fil A show kind of described them as like uh, the Head Shrinkers 2.0. They kind of had that vibe to them. And when I saw the clip, it's true. Which I, I was a big fan of the Head Shrinkers, so it was kind of you know I'm, I'm digging. Yeah. It. I, I don't know their names. Uh, the the manager who his name escapes me at the moment too, uh, referred to him as the future. I don't know if that's going to be their actual name or if it was just, but it was like, you hmm. know, uh, say hello to the future or something like that. And they just come in and, and destroy hmm. Riddle and, made this, you know, that uh, Pete Dunn wasn't there. So it was the perfect time to make a statement with Riddle or whatever. So uh, if you get a chance to find that clip, check it out. Cause I don't like, it was pretty impressed me pretty well. Hmm. Oh, and yet again, that's why, I suppose I need to start watching NXT like DVR and watching it Thursday. I'm I'm not sure it. Uh, I feel yet again. I feel like we're shortchanging it because they still are doing some good stuff over there. Um, but uh, I have to have to check that out. Um, but uh, moving along, looking at Dynamite, uh, Cody and Jimmy Havoc. They had a pretty decent little match uh, to open up Dynamite, and. Uh, Jake Roberts, after the match, done a uh, good little good little promo sitting in front of the fire. Um, now, I've been listening to Jim Cornette, and, and he made a valid point, and, and I don't disagree with this. The one thing with Jake Roberts managing late Lance Archer is, is Jake is, you know, just a phenomenal promo, still is. Um, Never been a manager now, and I, I'm hoping I'm I'm not panicking, but I haven't really thought about this till they mentioned it, and, they, and they're right. Jake is to a degree 
getting himself back over unintentionally. True. And the, the, the focus needs to be more so on Lance Archer. Now that, that could all be corrected by the time Lance gets in the ring and starts wrestling and it, it could work itself out. But these promos, even the, when Jake debuted and, you know, in, in stuff since it's been, man, Jake Roberts still got it, you know, <laughs> nothing has been, you know, wow, Lance Archer looks impressive. True. So I, I'm hoping they kind of correct that and, uh, you know, write that ship. And I, and I hadn't thought about that till till they mentioned it. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're kind of right. So uh, not a big deal, but maybe something they need to work on. Yeah, they, um, they've got some time to, to build on that. Hopefully hopefully they will, will correct that in the next little bit. But I hadn't thought about that either until you mentioned that. So uh, we get um, next up, we get Cody on commentary. And I got to say, just up front, whenever Cody decides to hang up the boots, well, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be years down the road because he's only like 34, 35. So he's, he's in his prime. Uh, Cody's got a spot on commentary. I thought he was a breath of fresh air on this episode. Um, Kip Sabian, Darby Allen, Darby Allen picking up a win. And, and, yeah. Cody hit on something that 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 I had been thinking, and and he I was going to mention it this week, and he he mentioned it before we had a chance to talk. He, he uh, said Darby Allen, you know, gives him like young Sting vibes, you know, a unique character with the face paint, and you got kids painting their faces like him, and hmm. um. You know, obviously, they're a little bit different body styles and wrestling styles, but uh, I could see Darby Allen being kind of built up to uh, to take the title off of somebody, a heel, preferably. Uh, but Darby, yeah. I'm, I'm digging Darby. It's he's they've done wonders with him, as we've mentioned before. Uh, Jake Hager beats Chico Adams. Moxley comes out, hits him with a paradigm shift. Uh, he, he no sell Jake Hager no sells it to agree. He hits an ankle lock, little pull apart deal, or well, not really pull apart, but they kind of uh, break each other up, however you want to say it. Uh, so I, I, you know, if that's a world title feud, then so be it. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, then we get uh, a segment that's been gaining a lot of steam this week. Uh, apparently, the little Brody Lee backstage or little segment they aired with eating steak and stuff was a direct shot at Vince. Uh, have you seen this? I have not seen this one. It, uh, I, I thought that when I watched it, but I didn't really think much of it, but apparently the rumor and innuendo is, uh, the people at WWE are not too thrilled with this. So hmm. we, we shall see. Um, I have to pull that up. Yeah, Brody Lee um, lays waste to uh, QT Marshall. Um, but uh, we move along. We get um, Kenny Omega, Sam Guevara. Um, plenty of time here. Good match. Darn good TV match for the uh, AAA Mega Championship. Um, yeah, this, this was solid stuff by these two. And... Uh, we get then to close the show. We get just a ridiculous segment, but it was hilarious. 
Jericho argues with a drone. Um, and uh, Matt Hardy teleports. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What did you think of this segment? Have you seen it? I, I've seen – I don't know if I saw everything of it. I, I've seen like three different clips. I saw him arguing with the drone on one. Which uh, I I thought it was hilarious. Trying to re- like recruit the drone to the inner circle, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> and then I saw the uh, I saw the clip. I think the next one I saw was Hardy was already in the ring, and they were doing going back and forth. You know, are you part of the elite? And then Hardy's like delete, and Jericho's like elite, and then Hardy's back delete, and they went on, and then that's where that clip cut off. And then I I did see the uh, teleport, and that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. Like we stated, or like I stated last week, I, I don't fully, uh, I don't fully get Matt Hardy's character. I'm not hating on it. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's different. I, I don't know if it's like an Undertaker type character where he's got powers. I, I guess he does if he can teleport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's different. It's creative. Um, that was a an odd segment. It was fun. Um, it's over. There's no doubt about that. That the the character's over. So, you know, it's it might not be my cup of tea necessarily, but I'm not going to hate on it because, like I said, it, it is over. So, if it brings more eyeballs to the product, then more power to them. Somebody's liking it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Moving along to uh, to SmackDown, um, we open up with a promo segment. Uh, each of the ladies uh, in the six man or six, pardon me, six woman challenge uh, uh, kind of get a chance to uh, to state their case and talk a little bit. Um, Shinsuke and Drew Gulak uh, get a chance to shine there, and it's been announced that. Uh, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title is going to happen. And kind of hoping those two get a chance to to do something. That's um, kind of exciting. Um, so, um, but uh, we, <clears throat> Corbin and Elias uh, get a get a little chance and there's, there's a big bump with, uh, with, uh, Corbin sending Elias down to the concrete floor. And obviously there was some camera trickery there, uh, with it being pre-taped. Um, but, uh, not super excited about that match, but I mean, Hey, they're getting on mania. So I mean, something different. But uh, then, then we get Alexa Bliss and Oscar. Um, yeah, I mean they're. I, I guess they're going to do a tag team match. I can't remember if they they said that or not. Uh, we uh, Roman uh, a replay of Roman Reigns and Triple H from uh, the main event of uh, Mania 32, and the thing I remember about this match was this Mania seemed like it dragged on forever, and this match seemed like it dragged on forever. 
So, um, you know, it, it was, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I forgot about the uh, staff getting hit with the spear spot. Yeah. Uh, we get a Firefly Funhouse, and apparently we're going to get a Firefly Funhouse match with uh, Cena and Wyatt. And yet again, best of a bad situation. They got a chance to do something kind of kooky and crazy here. So we'll see how creative they get with that. Um, Usos versus New Day. Uh, DQ finish. Um, it, I mean, you know, not, not a, not a bad, bad buildup. Um, I, I think a lot of this a year from now as we're looking ahead to mania 37, um, a lot of people were saying that, uh, they, they should have postponed this WrestleMania and, you know, maybe they should have, who knows? Um, uh, I, I still give them credit for at least attempting to go ahead with it. Um, but, uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Do, do you think they should have postponed it or? I don't think it should have been postponed. I think they're doing the right thing as far as, uh, continuing on with the story. Um, I'm still of the mindset that they're probably shooting to get to mania. And then after that, we're probably going to see a lot more just recap clips or something. You know, I think that's what they're doing. Maybe that's a stopping point for the storyline. Um, I, th- I don't think postponing would have been the right idea. Now, they are kind of going ahead with a few more matches than I would have pushed for, you know. I would have, if they're going to go on and do a match, yeah. I would have made it, you know, limit the amount of matches. I wouldn't have done the two-night thing. I would have just done, you know, tried to get like six matches in there, seven matches, tops, and, and that'd be it, you know. Just do like a regular size pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Uh, but they seem to be going full steam ahead with, you know, hey, this person might be having a match, that person's probably going to have, and oh, that's a little more than I'd than I would have pushed forward, but, you know. So, I guess the big thing, and, and I don't know if this would be considered a spoiler. I mean, I've seen it pop up uh, from ESPN.com. Uh, so, so, this is not a, a Meltzer special, uh, and I know you've heard about it. And like I said, I don't guess this is a spoiler. Um, supposedly, Roman Reigns has pulled out of WrestleMania uh, due to – the, the whole coronavirus deal. And, and I mean, that's the right call. Uh, obviously, with his battle with leukemia, uh, you, you want him to uh, – the, the weakened immune system and stuff, you, you want him to have the best chance to remain healthy. So um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what, what they do there. Um, I, I guess WrestleMania is already in the can uh, and, and taped from what I've heard. Um, yeah. I, that's what I heard. What Wednesday and Thursday, I think they were taping Mania, from what I've heard. Yeah, and, and I've not seen any spoilers. Don't want to see any spoilers, so I'm hoping that remains the case. Uh, I've not seen any spoilers. Uh, there was some names I saw thrown out of people that they said weren't going to be at Mania, but the I've, way, I've seen that too. Yeah, the way it was reported, it's as if you know they're not expecting them to be there later on. But I know it's pre-taped, so I don't know if those names have been leaked out. As spoilers, I don't know if those names are maybe leaked out as to throw everybody off. I don't know if maybe those names were just people like grasping at 
reporting news, you know, they're just trying to make some uh, headlines out of nothing. I don't know. So I'm not going to repeat any of those names here just in case it is spoilers, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some of that as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping nothing else leaks out. Yeah. Hopefully they can keep it under wraps and it'll be, uh, live to the people watching at home. Um, I've heard they, they've so, done like uh, some different uh, finishes or like recorded some two two different takes on some stuff. So that way, if something does leak out, they've got an alternate. So, or maybe they did it to confuse whoever's going to leak it or something. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's a unique situation. Yeah. I, I think they're doing the best they can in certainly <laughs> uncharted waters, given the pirate ship thing. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited about it. Not typically as I would be for a mania. I'm excited just to see what this looks like and what they do. Um, curiosity, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I suppose that's that's it for this week. Uh, kind of a condensed version because you know, I mean, there it's it's a lot of filler. Um, so there, you know, we're as they change their format, we kind of tend to change ours or, or want to change ours. So I brought it up to you that uh, we would kind of jam pack uh, a couple things from this day in wrestling history. Uh, because I, I noticed, as I said at the top of the show, uh, there was like three manias that took place on this day. I don't know if that's the most. We, we can go back to a later time and look. Uh, but uh, kind of a neat little thing here, I thought, because uh, you get WrestleMania 3, 14, and 31, kind of three different eras. Yeah. Um, and, and three, as I said, really significant shows. Um, so we'll kind of, I guess we'll start out and uh, go in chronological order, kind of talk about and, and, and recap these shows. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll start with WrestleMania three and <laughs> I don't know, you know, what, uh, what else could be said about this show that's not already been said. Um, but obviously it's the 93,173 people, the, the pictures and the still shots of that crazy crowd has been seen um and and we'll get to the moment uh obviously in a bit um and, and we get Vince in the ring you know uh to top it off or to at the top of the show there and throws to um To, to throw it to Aretha Franklin to do America the Beautiful. How long has it been since you've seen this uh, show? Full show, it's been forever. Uh, <laughs> but of course, there's there's the certain yeah. matches that you know that the highlight clips that you watch a lot, and that that uh, Vince McMahon intro and Aretha is on like a lot of WrestleMania rewind stuff. So I have seen that recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same for me. Um, been quite some time since I've seen the full show. Uh, but we'll kind of run through this. Uh, and if we don't 
talked in depth about a match. Well, then, I mean, not disrespecting it, but uh, we get uh, Can Am Connection versus Magnificent Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton with Mr. Fuji. Uh, Can Am Connection pick up the victory there. Um, good little opening opening segment. Uh, Hercules with Bobby Heenan. And I'm going to mention that several times because Heenan was uh, one of the backbones of this show. Um, but uh, double count out uh, with Hercules and Billy Jack Haynes. Um, we get uh, moving on. We get um, King Kong Bundy, Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo versus Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid and Little Beaver. And this was back when uh, the uh, midgets or little folks, I'm not sure what the PC term is, I'll be honest, uh, were, uh, were, yep. were big in, in no <laughs> pun intended, were, were big in uh, yep. wrestling. So, um, you know, that, that was what it was there. Um, Harley Race with Fabulous Moolah and yet again, Bobby Heenan versus a Junkyard Dog. And... Um, Th- those two names right there, Harley Race, Junkyard Dog, two uh, just icons of the sport. Uh, Harley Race picks up the win. Um, and uh, moving along, we got uh, Jacques Rougeau versus the Dream Team, uh, Brudy, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine. Um, just four-minute tag team match. Um, I- I'm noticing – there, there's not, you know, there's a lot of four minute, five minute matches, quick stuff, just boom, get, you know, and we don't get the five star classics yeah. until later on, and we'll get to that. Uh, another pretty memorable moment and match from this is a uh, Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis in a hair versus hair match. Um, you know, and, and I forgot about this match, and I thought it was a neat little callback at WrestleMania twenty three with the hair, the battle of the billionaires, hair versus hair. Uh, so I don't know if that was intentional um, or uh, or not, but uh neat little, little callback whenever they had yet another hair versus that, hair. I thought because it was the uh, – uh, they were back in uh, Michigan, weren't they? No. Yep. So uh, moving up, moving along, we get uh, the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis – Versus the British Bulldog and um, and uh, Tito Tito Santana, um, little nine minute match, uh, nothing, you know, crazy good, but uh, pr- pretty pretty good little filler match, I guess you'd say. Guess you'd say um, Butch Reed versus Coco Beware, uh, yet again three or four minutes, just moving along. And then we get to uh, one of the matches that everybody still talks about. Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Ricky Steamboat, Intercontinental title. Um, So a little backstory, uh, you know, October of 86, they basically Macho Man jumps off and um, a double axe handle on in a steamboat scrape over a railing, crushes his throat. Um, so they uh, 
you know, fast forward a few months, Ricky is able to come back. Um, and, and, you know, kind of a blood feud type thing uh, for the Intercontinental title. Um, just terrific, terrific match. Uh, rumors have said that they rehearsed the heck out of this match. I, d- I don't know if that's true. I heard that as well. uh, either way, you know, um, one of the iconic wrestling matches, not just in WrestleMania, but in wrestling period. Uh, uh, thoughts on this one? I, I'm with you. I don't know whether it was true or not about the rehearsing, but I've heard on this match, and I think uh, the Warrior Savage match, I think on Warriors DVD, he talks about Savage being re- very his matches and them having to uh, whether rehearse yeah. it or they just went over it a lot. So I, I wouldn't, I don't know how full out rehearsed it was, but I wouldn't put it past being somewhat uh, a great match. This is like a big inspiration to, uh, I think Jericho. And uh, I think in his book, he's mentions uh, this being like one of his main draws to the business. And uh, everything's been said about this match. And I mean, everything's true. It, it's one of the great ones. It's, uh, for the time periods, kind of smaller guys getting a, getting kind of a the uh, limelight and kind of stealing the show from the uh, main event guys. So, uh, which we'll get to later. But uh, um, yeah, you got to kind of wonder on that too how uh, Hogan and Andre felt about that, knowing that it was their crowd, but it yeah. wasn't their crowd after that. But oh, for sure, for sure. Um, moving along, yeah, I mean. Well, I'll, I'll touch on it one more time. Um, I mean, there was like 15 to 22 counts in this match. One of the first matches I can remember uh, from that era that had that many, I guess you would say, false finishes when there wasn't uh, a lot of false finishes. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really good stuff. There's a reason it stands the test of time. If you've not watched it, go out of your way to watch it. Uh Jake Roberts versus the Honky Tonk Man up next. Uh, Honky Tonk Man uh, picks up the win there. Uh, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov versus the uh, Killer Bees and uh, and Jumping Jim Brunzel. Um, DQ winners by DQ. Iron and Sheik. If you Nikolai ever get Volkov. the chance to talk to Iron and, Sheik about this, uh, you know this is probably his favorite match. So make sure you bring it up. Uh, no, no, don't don't bring that the boots to Iron Sheik. <laughs> yeah, I would would do an impression, but uh, it would uh, cause this podcast to be yeah, rated yeah. explicit. So, <laughs> um, it's oh funny, but uh, certainly don't want the kiddos around when you play that clip. Um, but uh. Now we get to the the one that everybody remembers, the replay that's still replayed to this day, Andre and Hulk, world title match. Obviously, uh, the, you know, Andre sided with Bobby Heenan, uh, joined the Heenan family and uh, turned on Hogan. And uh, pr- pretty good stuff here uh, in terms of build. Um and it's been said on the, the True Story of WrestleMania DVD and, and even the Andre documentary that came out uh, last year, I believe it was, how, you know, Hogan – and who knows if this is just a work or not, but I, I want to believe that uh, 
it's not a work. You know, Hogan was nervous and, and wasn't sure if Andre was going to go through with it. Because uh, back in those days, you know, Andre was was the boss. He, he was he was the leader of the locker room. And my personal connection to this match, um, you know, I, I was a, a little guy at this time. Uh, obviously, I was just not hardly a few months old, and, and I obviously didn't see this until I was uh, two or three years later um, when I was about three or four, and I'd seen The Princess Bride, and then I watched this after the fact, and, and I, I seen Under the Giant on The Princess Bride, and then I started kind of figuring out through watching wrestling, oh, Andre the Giant's on wrestling, and he I kind of – Fezzik was a wrestler. Okay. And I, it just, and plus it was just, you know, this enormous being, I was just fascinated. This is so cool. So this caused me to <laughs> not like Hulk Hogan uh, because he beat Andre the Giant, and I just did not like him uh, for, uh, for years after this. And, um, and uh, obviously now, you know, we, we've heard over the years that uh, some Hogan's backstage politics and and that kind of that kind of soured me on Hogan a little bit more. But taking nothing away from Hogan's contribution to the business, uh, unparalleled. And this is one of the big reasons why it uh, this is not a five star classic. By no means, um, but it was a spectacle. The crowd oh, yeah. was eaten out of the palm of their hands, um, and, and there's a reason why it's still replayed over and over to this day. So, uh, uh, now your thoughts? I don't. I, I don't. Um, now this is like the moment. I mean, this is you know, like you said, it's replayed all the time. This is. A lot of people, if you ask them what's the biggest mania moment, this this is what they go to. This is what uh, pulled a lot of people in. Um, I don't. I have a have a hard time knowing exactly when I was watching wrestling when I was little. I remember Hogan and Andre wrestling, but I don't remember like my my mindset of that time doesn't really kick in until uh, like around eighty nine ninety. So I don't know if this is the Hogan Andre I remember yeah. or if. Maybe I was WrestleMania four, the rematch or something. I, I remember them wrestling when I was little, but it wasn't until later on that I started really putting stuff together and remembering everything. But uh, uh, going back, you know, this this is that moment in that the huge arena, um, the the body slam heard around the world. The I, I can picture the uh, um, Andre and Heenan leaving on the on the carts and everything, and Hogan celebrating, and it's a huge yep. mania moment. It's kind of cool because I was thinking about it. Um, when I was, when I was thinking about what I was going to say, you know, this is ever come a few years later. My moment was uh, Hogan Warrior, but in that in that sense, right. you know, to me, that's my main WrestleMania moment, and this is other people's WrestleMania moment, and that's kind of one of the cool things about Mania. You know, what whenever you come into it, everybody's got their own. This is what I immediately think of with WrestleMania. You know. So that that's kind of cool, and this this is yeah. pretty much everybody's yeah. like the early one, other than unless I guess if you're using the uh, the first WrestleMania as your moment, but this is like the major moment of the first first one, so that's pretty cool. 
Uh, certainly, certainly. And I mean, it's, uh, it's just, it, this actually, I mean, this uh, kick-started it. I mean, you, you had Mania 1 as a success, Mania 2, obviously, but this propelled it into the stratosphere. And I'm not sure, had this one not been as big as it was, I mean, who you know, would we be talking about uh, WrestleMania 36 all these years later? So, um, yeah, good good stuff there. Um, as you said, the build-up to it was and, pretty good, strong storytelling. Oh, yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, but uh, moving along, we, uh, we move from – the, the wrestling boom of the 80s to the Attitude Era, the, the, the second wrestling boom. Um, for, for another mania that took place on this date uh, 22 years ago. It does not seem like that well, sometimes. <laughs> uh, res- <laughs> same. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 14. This is right in the midst of the Attitude Era. Um, how long has it been since oh, you've seen this show? Again, full show. It's been a while, but I've watched uh, some of the other matches more recently. Um, probably not as long since seeing the full show of this one as it has been since I've seen the full show of WrestleMania 3. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so we open up this show with... Uh, a 15-team battle royal. Um, this was one of the things, you know, just to get everybody on the card. Uh, I'll also say, uh, real quick, before we get really into this, this was uh, not in a stadium. Uh, this has become commonplace over the the past several years. Um, but uh, emanated from uh, Boston, the Boston Garden, and... They were hanging from the rafters, as uh, Gorilla Monsoon would say. Uh, heck of a crowd, something like 18,000, 19,000. Uh, so even though it wasn't in a stadium, a uh, really good crowd here. Uh, after the Legion of Doom win the Tag Team Battle Royal, we move along. We get light heavyweight action with Taka Mishinuku versus Anguilla. An- Anguilla. I am known for butchering Ag- names Agula. on this show, so no no different tip. Agula, I think it is. Agula, yeah. Uh, I think it's it. Maybe. Uh, we'll just we'll go by his uh, more pick. known name. This this is the awesome, the great Esa Rios. <laughs> there we go. Uh Taka Mishinoku gets the win there. Um and uh Jennifer Flowers, um who apparently allegedly had an affair with uh President Bill Clinton, was uh interviewed interviewing the rock. Uh, good stuff here. Um, rock being the rock. Uh, they uh, move along. We get Triple H and Owen Hart for the uh, European title. Um, Triple H picks up the win. And uh, that match kind of confused uh, me when I, when I was growing up watching it because um, I remember what about a week or two beforehand. Uh, they did a match. Owen hurt his ankle or something, and Hunter won the belt. And I thought it was mm-hmm. like Owen was really hurt and wasn't going to be at Mania, so that's why they went on and did the match. But then here we go. It's Mania time, and they're doing the match. So I, don't, I, 
I, I bet there's a story behind that as to why they did it the way they did it, but I've never heard it. So, yeah, yeah, certainly. I that makes two of us. Uh, so, um, and this was obviously the night before Triple H would uh, turn babyface and become, or well, not maybe not babyface to a degree, but become the leader of DX. Uh, Mark Merrow and Sable, Gold Dust and Luna. Um, it was what it was. Uh, not not bad, not great. Um, then uh, Intercontinental Title match: The Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Um, Rock won via disqualification. Um, kind of a quick match um but uh then we get the uh tag team titles on the line with uh, road dog versus billy or road dog and billy gun versus cactus jack and terry funk or chainsaw charlie um the thing i remember about this match was uh th- this was where they uh pushed the ladder and they took a bump into the dumpster. Yep. Is, yep. That uh, that moment still sticks out. Yeah, I remember to me. the build-up um, for this one with the dumpster, uh, but, where they pushed them off the stage, and uh, yep. they did it. It was played out really well to where everybody was concerned, and you know you just don't do that to them. And uh, I think they kind of teased uh, the outlaws maybe being aligned with DX that night a little bit because uh, like Sean and Hunter come up to him backstage and was like, you know, well. You know, you got to push that envelope. You know, the show must go on or something like that. Kind of giving them a pep talk backstage, and yeah. So, um, then we get uh, another you know good build up. Talk talk about good build up. It's uh, Undertaker versus Kane. Uh, first match on television. Um, been basically buildings. It's like yep. the summer before. Um, uh, and, uh, before the match, Kane tombstones, Pete Rose. So, uh, oh yeah, this started that round. But, um, uh, yeah. And, uh, Undertaker makes his entrance and it's, it's epic. Uh, cause I'm thinking he'd been off TV Pretty for quite sure some time. He had, um, uh, what the rumble when they set the casket on fire. I don't. Yeah, I think he had been yep. gone for yep. maybe at least two months, and then he uh, he showed back up on Raw like maybe a week before Mania or two weeks before Mania, and I don't know if he did anything between then and then this. So this was yep. like his first match since the Rumble with Sean. Um, and uh, you know they get plenty of time here. Um, pretty decent match. Uh. Big man match, but uh, you know, I think I think they did. I know we kind of not really bashed, but um, the, the fiend character whenever it first debuted, I think it overdone the monster to to a degree. I thought they hit the right note with Kane as an unbeatable monster, but you could yeah. still wound him. Um, so um, but uh, yeah, I mean the build up to this. And, 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 you know, Undertaker picking up the win was uh, the right call. And uh, 
certainly didn't hurt Kane. But it's um, two, three tombstones to put him away, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so nothing. And, and you talked about the there. build up to uh, the match. Uh, just think how long that's. Uh, well, it, it had the long build up from when, uh, from whenever the date was that Paul Bear said, you know, Kane's alive, you know, and that kind of started it up. But think yeah. how long that storyline. I mean, they, it, they've it ended and restarted and ended and restarted. But think how long that storyline has uh, has gone and like the different people that got interweaved, like uh, uh, Mick got brought into it, and Austin got brought into it later that year, and um, then it's. Uh, Let's see. They changes happen between the characters. Taker come back as the uh, biker and everything, and then they, um, uh, I think they turned on each other again in like two thousand one, maybe two thousand two thousand one, and then they kind of kind of split up different shows and stuff like that so during the brand split, and um, then they had the uh, buried alive match with Vince and Taker and Kane, like uh, helped bury Taker then, and that led to WrestleMania twenty, and then let's see. They did one more feud, I think, uh, maybe 2009, 2010. That may be a little off, but uh, – and Kane did some of his best work during that one uh, when he won the world title and was building up to that match. Yeah. Cutting the promos with the fire on the ring yep. and stuff. And, oh, that was awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I bet. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, the mayor in Oxville, uh, <laughs> he uh, – he he's he's a hall of famer i mean he's um that the story uh i don't know if that story would have worked with without with uh, someone different uh uh playing Kane or or not um i, I think yeah you, you hit on a good point it's it stood the test of time uh 22 22 and a half years later uh the brothers of destruction um still you know relevant um so yeah good stuff um then uh with uh, main event time with uh sean and austin with uh mike tyson as the guest enforcer obviously this is when the tide started to turn in the monday night wars when they brought in tyson tyson was used as well if not better than any celebrity i think they've ever brought in and I think it's because he <laughs> didn't wrestle. <laughs> we, we, we've seen Floyd Mayweather. We've seen Snooky for crying out loud. We've seen all. And now we're going to see Rob Gronkowski. But, you know, and they all worked a match. And I think sometimes that's not always the best call. I think, uh, I think they really hit the right chord with Tyson here. Um, Obviously, Sean would go away for four years after this. Do, do you think his back was really as messed up? I know we've kind of touched on this here before a little bit. Was his back really that messed up, or or did he just have to go away to clear his head I honestly and kind think, of get rid of some demons? And I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, was Sean doing this, was Sean doing that, you know, like um, like the knee injury. The knee injury, I, eh. But the back injury, I honestly think it was hurt. If you go back and watch the match – Either he was smart and was really selling the back, or it had to been hurting because there's spots in there that I didn't notice at the time. But like later on, after I found out, you know, that's why Sean was, was gone, and I went back and rewatched the matches. Um, there's spots in there where you can see him like doing moves differently, 
than he did, does normally. And you can see him like reacting to stuff a little differently. Like, um, I don't know what movie's setting up, but uh, there's like a point in there where he like leans down to grab Austin's legs, like by the feet, you know. And you can just see how he's bending down to get to get the legs that he's mm. got to be in pain, or he's selling this back injury that's going to like give him a four year vacation. One of the two. <laughs> so I'm I'm honestly thinking that there was a back injury going on. Yeah. He hits the elbow, the the elbow drop. Uh, uh, you know, it is off the top rope. He hit that on Austin, and I mean, he's again, he's selling the back, or uh, it had to have been killing him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've kind of waffled over. It. I, I maybe, maybe it was killing him, but maybe it wasn't four years worth of killing him. I don't, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? But um, nonetheless, uh. Pretty darn good match. Tyson played his part wonderfully. Um, the, the Austin era begins here. This was, as we look back at WrestleMania three. you know, it was uh, really the launch of the full-blown launch, I guess you would say, of Hulkamania. Uh, it, it sent into the stratosphere, became immortal, whatever you want to say. But this was, you know, to JR's credit, the right call, uh, the Austin era. Because uh, he would he would burn it up throughout 98. Um, and uh, the torch was perfectly passed, I guess you would say, with Sean being a terrific heel, Tyson playing his part wonderfully. I mean, just everything was on fire. Everything was done just to a T here. Um and, and yeah, I mean, from from one era now to another era, it just uh, was great. Um, uh, th- thoughts on this like WrestleMania? You said it, it was Final the launching thoughts? pad for the Attitude Era. It's it's kind of cool that the WrestleMania three, which started that boom, is on the same day as this one, which started the next boom. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I remember, um, I I guess I was a little bit stubborn. I didn't jump on the Austin bandwagon because he beat my guy. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like exactly. I was with uh, Hogan and Andre, I think so I would have been a little sense. more, uh, um, <laughs> well, which I didn't dislike Austin. I just didn't, you know, I, I, I latched to like Hunter and Mick and uh, Kane around that time just to, cause I, I was like, I don't know, Austin beat my guy. I'm not going to root for him, but, uh, I think it would have been better if, you know, like when Sean lost and disappeared, there was like, you know, this was a early stages of internet, you know, there's not everything leaking out at this time. So it was kind of like, you know, we're Chongo. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no explanation as to why he was just gone. <laughs> you know, and I, like I said, I didn't even know the back, his back was hurt yep. to, for him to be out and injured. I just thought for some reason they've, he's off TV. He's off TV. And then it wasn't until month, months later, maybe a year later, that I started hearing, oh, he's out injured. He might not be back. Sean might be retired. This sucks. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, nah. Austin was the guy. It was his time. And, uh, it, another funny thing too, being, being that, you know, like I said, Sean was my guy and Austin beats him. I remember a conversation I had with somebody the year before when they were going into the, um, uh, fatal four way pay-per-view and, uh, the title was on the line and, uh, you know, Austin was one of the guys in that. And one, this guy was talking to me about it and he said something about, uh, you know, who you think is going to get it? And he's like, I'm picking Austin. And I was like, no, no, I don't think Austin's getting it. It's not his time. Give him about another year. And then a year later, Austin beats my guy for the title. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not happy, but I kind of called it. 
So, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, uh, moving moving along uh, to the third mania to uh, take place on March 29th, uh, five years ago, but it also seems like so much longer. Uh, WrestleMania 31. And yet again, how, how um, long has it been since you've seen this show? Probably a full show, about five years. <laughs> uh, same, same, I've seen same bits and pieces again on the list, which is like the others, but it's probably, I probably I, haven't watched the full <laughs> show since, since that night. Um, this, um, I'm going to say up front, especially after kind of recapping both the other cards, I think this mania probably overall was, is the best of the three, um, match wise, maybe not as memorable, uh, but we'll, we'll discuss, um, get a kickoff show match with uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Uh, wow, I wish they were still, that was a heck of a tag team. Um, Usos, Los Matadors, and uh, Kofi and Big E. Uh, New Day was in their infancy here. Uh, Cesaro and uh, Kid get the victory. Um, we open up the, uh, the show with the Andre Battle Royal. Um, and, uh, we, uh, Big Show gets the win here. Um, and, um, I mean, it, it was a, was what it was. Um, then, uh, I, I stand corrected. That was also on the pre-show. We actually opened up the main show with a uh, ladder match and <sighs> heck of a array of talent here in this intercontinental title ladder match. Bad news, Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Cody Rhodes, AKA Stardust in this match, Luke Harper, R-Truth and John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. Pretty, pretty good bunch of talents. Um, Daniel Bryan picks up the, the victory here, um, making the, the, the trek back to, uh, to the card after some injuries suffered the, the prior year. And then, sadly, it would uh, continue and he would have to take another break. Uh, but um, good, good ladder match. Um, not the best one I've ever seen, but uh, good stuff. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. And uh, obviously, we all know this match is remembered for uh, <laughs> the, the RKO. Um, just phenomenal. One of, if not the best RKO out of nowhere, Randy's hit. Uh, got plenty of time. Good, solid match. Um, but uh, then we get another thing this show is remembered for. Um, Sting versus Triple H. So, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, th- this was a bit all over the place. Um, so... Sting was uh, 56 at the time, uh, getting his mania moment. And uh, 
you know, I, I think the buildup to this was pretty darn good. Obviously, Sting debuted at Survivor Series, had a good buildup. Um, I don't know if Hunter was the right guy. Obviously, we all wanted the Taker match. Uh, but what, what what did you think of this this match, this buildup? Um, I think uh, – And we'll get to the finish in a second. I, I agree <laughs> that, that there was a buzz with the Taker and Sting match, but I guess it kind of – it was easier to for Hunter to be a bad guy. You know, it gives Sting a, a definite bad guy instead of, you know, Taker and Sting, you know. I don't, I don't think they would have worked either guy as a bad guy in that situation. I think it would have just had been face-to-face, and that works sometimes too. Um, I thought the match itself was pretty good. Um, it was cool seeing Sting in a WWE ring. Um, the um, Had a few surprise yep. appearances during this match, which I kind of marked after that a little bit. It was cool seeing them interact. Um you know, I'd, some some of them I don't think we'd ever seen clash like that, so that's kind of cool. Um, I, but I, I, like I said, I'm gonna stick with the you know. I, it was exciting to see Sting in the WWE ring, and can't say I fully agree with the finish, but you know, it was cool him getting him that moment and stuff. So, so I know we stay positive on this show, but I, I'm gonna have two minor complaints. One, uh, I didn't, while it was fun seeing DX and the NWO interact, I didn't understand why the NWO came out to help Sting. Yeah, yeah that because part I quite understand. They were his biggest nemesis. <laughs> now, put that aside, the moment was fun seeing everybody interact. Uh, and obviously, the other thing was the finish, you know, to me. Um, it was almost like they were just putting the final nail in WCW's coffin. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it was a it was a a decent fun little match. Uh, and um, you know, I I think they did the best with what they had there. Uh, we get a little come down match with uh, Paige and AJ Lee, Nikki and Brie Bella. Uh, Paige and AJ Lee pick up the win there. Um. We get uh, Rusev versus John Cena. Rusev comes out on a tank. Um, One of the best entrances at Mania ever. Um, Yeah, it's John Cena gets the win. Um, Probably not the worst John Cena victory because I think Rusev had been built up pretty darn good to this point. Yeah, so it was actually a pretty was big deal seeing him beating him. Um, I think I think he was. I think he was. And the good thing that came out of this was we got True. the phenomenal John Cena U.S. Open title challenge that went on into the spring and summer. So not, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal with that match. Uh, then we get another thing from this uh, mania with uh, – Stephanie and Hunter interrupted by the rock at Ronda Rousey. Um, kind of a viral moment that happened here. A lot of uh, ESPN picked this up the next day. A lot of people were talking. Um, just some good fun stuff that obviously played into three years later, Mania 34. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, just four people interacting that uh, knew what they were doing. Um we uh next up we get 
Undertaker, Bray Wyatt's, and uh, I remember about this match and feud, or well, the the, the buildup is Bray Wyatt yeah. pretty much single handedly built this match. Uh, I don't I don't think Taker appeared on TV one time, um, and it kudos to Wyatt uh, for you know doing his best. Uh, obviously, the Undertaker match. Um, was uh, or, or the Undertaker entrance, I should say, was in daylight. That was weird. Uh, so we get the twenty-two and one. Uh, he, he was twenty-two and one at this time, and I don't know. I, I'm still one of those guys that. When it comes to the Undertaker, one of two things should should have happened. He should have either retired. I, I'm in the camp. Lesnar, looking back, was the right guy to beat him at Mania. You get very few chances to to have a moment like that at WrestleMania that is truly shocking. I remember exactly where I was at, exactly how I felt. Six years later, I know that's not a tremendous length of time, but that was a truly shocking moment that you don't get that much anymore. And I think Taker probably probably should have retired right there. You, you, you go out on your back, as they say. Um, if not there, then when Roman beat him. I, I think, I don't know, either that or he should have kept the streak going. Um I'm not going to say I'm not excited about an Undertaker match in 2020, but it certainly has lost some of its luster. Uh, This match was fine. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt uh, injured his ankle before this match um, and kind of hindered it a little bit. But um, what do you think? I mean, uh, about this match and just yeah, uh, in, my eyes, this match in general in regards to because of the streak being ended uh, on paper, you know, just the you know, Bray Wyatt character versus the Undertaker character, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is great. But then uh, being that the uh, streak had ended the year before, everybody was kind of confused because I think we all had the thought process that when the streak ended, Taker was done. So it was kind of like, oh, oh, well, Taker's back. But he don't have a streak. Why, what's going on here? And then plus, as you mentioned, that Bray Wyatt did pretty much all the build up. That kind of was let down too, because a lot of the the interest in putting them two together mm-hmm. is you know the stuff that's going to happen to lead us to the match. You know, because both of them have kind of not necessarily the the superpower, the supernatural thing going on, but you know just the that they're both creative characters, and you can you can go that places with them that you can't with normal just everyday wrestling characters. So. uh Storytelling, I felt that they didn't quite hit with everything they should have because of that. And then getting to the match, you know, the confusion of, oh well, you know, a, a taker match after the streaks ended. What's going on here? I think some of some of his matches after this one, you know, it was kind of like, oh okay, Taker's still going to be here. Yeah. And it, so I think this one kind of gets overshadowed by that a little bit. I need to go back and rewatch it and, yeah. and take it in again. Um, uh, yeah, my train of thought just derailed. I don't, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm. It. Uh, I don't know why. Like I said, I, I perhaps either the streak should have been kept going, or yeah. or he should have retired it. 
Mania 30 because I, I just feel like they're trotting him out just to trot him out. Now, I don't know. Um, be that as it may, uh, the, ne- the next match after that was our main event. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman <laughs> Reigns, the, the first edition. <laughs> uh, and this uh, this one sticks out because it had a big fight feel. I don't I don't remember the build up to this being stupendous, but this match, those two really, really went out. Brock had his working boots on, and I mean he gave Roman I don't know about fifty five suplexes, and uh, that's when we were introduced to Suplex City, and um, it, uh, it it had <clears throat> excuse me it had the big fight feel, and uh, then. <laughs> We get a legitimate shock, <laughs> uh, and, and one of the best moments in quite a oh, good long while. Uh, right in the middle of the match, Seth Rollins' music hits. Uh, here he comes. He's cashing in his money in the bank right in the middle of the match. No one saw this coming, I don't believe. Um, and uh, you know, hits hits the curb stomp and. Um, you know, he, he walks out the champion. Nobody saw this coming. Everybody thought Roman was going to be crowned the champion. Uh, they kind of pulled a pulled a sneaky on everybody and uh, gave it to Rollins. Um, looking back, this yep. uh, this wasn't a bad main event. Good surprise ending. Uh, what um, Rollins cash What in, uh, what do you remember about the main event? It was, it was huge. It was, uh, I remember marking out to that one. Um, and Rollins, I, my, I think my main picture when I think of this mania is him running down the ramp to get to the ring to cash in and him slinging the title belt. <laughs> That's the first things that I think of when I think of 31. Um, my, my thing about this is yeah. I think the cash in was like, it was like the only way out of this match. Um, you mentioned uh, Lesnar and ended the streak yep. the year before. I'm, I'm going to do one. This is me getting on my soapbox just a little bit. But uh, Lesnar had ended the streak the year before. And as we went into this mania, uh, I'm pretty sure Reigns was going to beat uh, Lesnar and take the title and beat the guy that beat the Undertaker. I think that's what they were setting up for. And like you said, it had a big match feel and everything. But poor Roman yep. Reigns was in the Royal Rumble the year or leading up to this, and his name wasn't Daniel Bryan. And that is the whole reason that everybody turned on him yep. and started booing. Because they were so sure Daniel Bryan was winning that rumble that uh you know well they hi- they hijacked the year before wasn't in that one. So and then this one come around and they hijacked it too. And that I, I feel poor Roman got so end of his moment. Even though Rollins' moment was really great, you know, I I felt for Roman during that one. So my question to you, just on the fly, just thought of this kind of what would have been wrong? Daniel Bryan was he, he was coming back here, kind of a redemption story for coming back from some injuries. What if they would have went with Bryan winning the rumble? What if they would have went with Lesnar and Bryan as that main event? An underdog story. And Daniel Bryan beats this unstoppable monster that beats the streak. 
Listen, they went with Hogan several years at Mania winning. Uh, Austin, um, you know, winning two or three times there. And there's nothing wrong with your top babyface winning a couple years in a row. And what a phenomenal story that would have been. I I mean, I think it could have worked. I mean, do you um, think that could have worked? Ryan's over and was over at the time. And I'm not hating on Daniel Bryan at all. I like Daniel Bryan. I think the I want to, you know, just getting in their heads and thinking about them booking wise. Um, you know, they saw something in Roman, and it was there. I mean, the crowd was they were behind Roman up until around that time. You know, like uh, if you go back and watch the Rumble that um, Batista won, the crowd yeah. was cheering Roman up until you know, and uh, even before that, you know, uh, yeah, the crowd was getting behind him at times, and uh, you know, they saw. So they saw something in him and they were going to go with him. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people bring up, you know, Brian and, and winning and getting the underdogs going, but, but I also think, you know, he had just come back from injury. And as you said, that injury come back around you know, had to step away. So I wonder if that was kind of in their mindset, you know, we don't want to put him back, yep. you know, with the main title just yet until we see how everything plays out. So, you know, that uh, I, I'm wondering if that was part of the mindset going into the situation, you know, well, at least have Brian. He got the Intercontinental title, but we don't want to put him back in the match. And then, what if he has to step away again? Or what if he's in? You know, I, w- I wonder if that was played into it or something. And then that's a good good possibility. Um, but uh, either way, uh, pretty pretty low key, good WrestleMania. Uh, some uh, some memorable stuff, uh, memorable moments. Um, so, uh, like I said, you know, three, three different eras, uh, three, you know, kind of eras that were kickstarted because, you know, for the past five years, we've had a, uh, Roman Rollins, uh, Lesnar, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we, we've had, uh, we've had, you know, a combination of those three guys in and out of the main event scene uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what it, it, uh, like you said, your final thoughts on these three cool historic that, uh, manias? They all hit the same day, and it, and it look, lets us look back on them and seeing the uh, different eras, different uh, superstars coming up. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think there's anybody that was – at all three of them, so that's you know that cool milestone in this situation. But I don't believe there is uh, Hunter. Hunter was yeah. the two, so <laughs> him and Taker. So, yeah, I think Tank Taker was it too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, no, good good stuff. Uh, we will um, try to record next week. Uh, obviously. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world, um, and uh, we, we'll at least try to cover not one of Mania next week. If we don't get it to it next week, we'll get to it the week after. Uh, just bear with us as our busy schedules and everything. We just kind of adjust our format like everybody else is adjusting theirs. Um, uh, there's only so, yeah, I uh, got the, anything uh, else for us today? Today in wrestling history, uh, uh, in 2004, uh, it was the Triple H, Shelton Benjamin Raw, where uh, 
I think Shelton had just got drafted over, and he kind of surprised everybody and beat a Triple H. So I thought that was kind of worth mentioning. That was a a cool moment, and got a lot of people behind Shelton and yeah, yeah. And stuff. So that, that was kind of cool. I, I was a big Shelton fan. I don't see much of him on TV right now. I think he's uh, just kind of comes in every now and then yeah. to put somebody over, but that's about it. But yeah, I I remember that as well. That was also the year WrestleMania twenty. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. which makes me think of one last thing I want to touch on, but that was the year WrestleMania 20 took place super early in the month, like March 14th or 15th, I believe. Uh, real quick, uh, and that's kind of a neat little seg- unintended segue, uh, the dark side of the ring this oh, yeah. past Tuesday, yeah. the, the Crispin Law yeah, uh, story. So. Have, have you good, seen that? Good. Yes. Um Highly recommend anybody to watch it. Uh, much like Jericho says, you know, I, I don't think it's uh, glorifying a murderer by no means. I, I think it is simply telling the story that they may have been afraid to tell for so long because of just it left such a bad taste in everybody's mouths. Um, a sad tale, certainly. Um, and uh, lost it. I found out a lot of stuff I didn't know, realize. And uh, really makes me look back on William Regal's comments in that memorial show that you're not going to find hardly. Uh, the the comments from that all the more eerie uh, because as I watched it, it clicked in my head. I, I remember that. Like I remember watching that show and, and I always thought, well, that was kind of odd by William Regal. Everybody else is kind of crying and Saying nice things about Ben Wong. What's going on with them? Didn't say one way or another. <laughs> now we know why. So, um, yeah, good stuff there. I think they're doing New Jack this week on uh, on this on this week's show. Uh, Going to cover Brawl for All. Uh, Owen Hart, Dino Bravo. Love this show. I don't know how many more stories they can cover. Um, but if they want to keep it going, I'm all for it. It's really well done. I noticed something. Um, noticed something while so, watching uh, it too. Uh, this, this so is yeah, a, uh, <clears throat> not a popular view, I don't guess. But um, there was something mentioned on the show that I hadn't really thought about. But uh, a few months ago, we had a storyline involving uh, a guy's wife leaving him and going to another wrestler. And you know, although it wasn't my cup of tea, you know, it yep. was either. It was either getting good clicks on YouTube or something, and they kept going with it, and and you know, one one crowd either liked it, one crowd didn't. But but it takes me back because during this story or one of the storylines mentioned on here, you know, we had a wrestler's wife leaving him for another wrestler, and I don't remember the uproar <laughs> going on during that. But then again, as I stated yeah. earlier, that was yeah early internet, so they weren't. You know, there wasn't the opportunity to complain. There wasn't, and I, I just found it humorous. I'm, I'm not saying that the uh, Lashley Lana storyline was as entertaining as the Benoit Sullivan storyline. I don't remember, you know, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about it going on. But I just thought it was funny that you know this isn't the first time we've done this, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so I don't know it. I, I it just right, just yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not, yeah, no, not getting on a soapbox or nothing. It just it tickled me. <laughs> um. No, nah, uh, good, good point. I mean, um, but uh, yeah, if you, anybody gets a chance, uh, 
if you don't get uh, the Vice channel, um, the way I watched it this week, I, I do not get the Vice channel. Downloaded the Vice app. Didn't have to log in, sign up. It was there Tuesday Tuesday night. Uh, I just uh, – it was uh, – you just kind of clicked on it, and um, and there yeah, it was. So if uh, you don't get too, the channel, so. you can get it through the app. I don't know if each so. episode gets put up, but I think some of them have. Yep. 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 So uh, – Good stuff this week, and if uh, we'll just uh, keep uh, adapting our format, if um, there's you know no no wrestling, we'll we'll review classic stuff. We'll keep this yeah, going. We we'll keep something going. Talking about good old wrestling. Uh, that's all I got, guys. So uh, stay positive. Yeah, that's that's all I've got. <laughs>